received a microaggression from a minority woman who is surrendered to assimilation. That's what I'm naming mm-hmm. it now. It's mm-hmm. these minorities mm-hmm. that are in sunken places that are surrendered to assimilation, upholding yeah. pillars of white supremacy. Yeah. And they also begin to echo mm-hmm. the harmful violence that mm-hmm. their white counterparts and friends and circles that they run in yeah. do towards other people. And so that's why, again, like just to give another example of violence, it's not just always white people. Mm-hmm. It's minorities or anybody that upholds pillars of white supremacy and anyone that is su- surrendered to assimilation yeah. that chooses to participate in that type of psychological ideology yeah. that causes harm to anybody that's of a different ethnicity. Yeah. And so, but when you yeah. receive the, re- the religion of <laughs> Jesus, on, when you receive the religion of Jesus, you are receiving a religion that is of liberation and abolition. Yeah. Come, Come on, on now. Welcome <laughs> to our book club. <laughs> One of our favorites, truly. Yes, it's been such a joy reading this book. I love it. If you don't know, my name is Kendall Dooley, and you can find me on the Instagrams at Dooley.Kindle, or on Twitter as well, under Kendall Dooley. I don't know if we have to do our intro, like our Instagram and stuff for this one, because it's only for Patreons. They already know who we are. But I don't want to, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> If you don't know, now you know. You can find me there. What about you, babe? Share uh, with the people. I am Aaron Dooley, and you can find me on Instagram, Aaron B. Lashley. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to stay that way because uh, I'm changing my middle name to v- or Victoria hyphen Lashley. So, anyways, um, yeah, let's get right into it, babe. Yeah, go for it, babe. What stood out to you in this next chapter? No, chapter I wanted two you to start. This is chapter two. The, <laughs> of Jesus and the disinherited. On chapter two, a chapter fear. called Fear. A chapter called Fear. Oh um, I want you to start because I feel like I really enjoy hearing your thoughts and then I like building off of it and like, like a tree <laughs> Like branches. a tree branching out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my thoughts, I feel bad because I'd actually read ahead. And so now I got to go back to, to gather all my thoughts on the on the fear chapter. You didn't want to read it in your actual book? Yeah, I took notes. I'm actually borrowing this book from a friend. Thank you, mm-hmm. friend Stacy. And so I didn't want to write in her book. And so I got it for, for free online. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to keep my notes and stuff in there and all my highlights and things. Yeah. But what's cool about these, like, next three chapters fear deception and hate that he lays out is like he mentions all that in the first Mm -hmm. chapter and he basically says like these three things he calls them the hounds of the disinherited Mm -hmm. kind of like these are the the dogs the hounds that are grasping at the feet of those who are the the marginalized um and those who are the disinherited um, which when I first read that, I interpreted it as like, man, this is something that's done against them. This is like something that's done against the marginalized and those who are left out mm-hmm. um, from those who have power and the strong. Like, this is something that's done to them. 
Um, and so I went to this chapter and all these next chapters kind of thinking that, but I was like, oh, he's actually saying something that's even more powerful. He says, this is something that those who are um, the disinherited, those who are on the margins, this is something that they feel and that they experience mm-hmm. and their attitude towards things that is, um, that's not allowing them to be their full selves. Mm-hmm. This is something that's not allowing them to, um, um, to be uh, a full person who's embracing the religion of Jesus yeah. um, when they really take these things that they're feeling and these attitudes that they're, they're feeling mm-hmm. and kind of internalize them. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, so, he makes the enemy not exactly like, well, the underlying enemy mm-hmm. is kind of, <laughs> is like these evil systems and oppressive systems um that that we need to be liberated from um but he also calls out the the enemy that doesn't allow us to engage with those kind of yeah. as he was talking about the resistance and non-resistance like mm-hmm. we're not able to engage and actually become liberated if we don't deal with this stuff first yeah if we don't deal in this mm. chapter with fear and the stuff first we can't truly fight for liberation mm. um which i was like man that's even more thought-provoking than what I thought mm-hmm. what it was going to be before, yeah. where it, just, it paints the oppressive systems and people as the enemies and how we overcome them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, these are actually, you have to overcome this within yourself mm-hmm. first in order to engage these oppressive systems. Yeah. Um, I really like the way that he sets this up when it comes to fear. And I don't want to jump to the conclusion of the chapter, yeah. but yeah. but I kind of have to. Just <laughs> yeah, you thought. can. You <laughs> it's just, Go for it. Well, one, you know, I'm reading this in the context of my own life, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm so identifying with this fear feeling mm-hmm. that anytime I'm interacting with white people, mm-hmm. I am often, without having language for it up until this point, often trying to calculate the risk of harm mm-hmm. that will be done to me if I try to explain my experience Um, as a black woman in America Mm. to someone who calls me their friend, which I can't call them my friend anymore because it, it, that's, that's a whole different story, but it's just wild that that is the actual calculation because you like, if I say truth to you in this context, will you hear me and understand me or will you harm me without even realizing it? Or will you harm me intentionally? Because that's mm-hmm. another way to do it. Like yeah. that happens. And so it's really interesting as he breaks down in this chapter, I feel like he yeah. breaks down the psychological impacts of fear yeah. on black people and what it does to your body, what it does to your brain, what it does to your identity. Yeah. Which also in the context of my own life as a pastor, yeah. it emphasizes the importance, especially to people of color, the importance of forming people, spirit, the spiritual formation around yeah. being loved by God yeah. and being a child of God. Yeah. Because, yes, that is so true, which taps into some of the genealogy stuff that we've been tapping into and getting into your history. Yes, we were slaves. But yeah. before we were slaves, we were free. Mm-hmm. And that is so liberating mm-hmm. to me because yeah. you must speak yeah. to 
before your oppressor came into the picture, who were you? You were a child of God. You were loved and you are a child of God and you are loved. And he's speaking to what that does for people when they're living in oppressive societies Mm -hmm. and when they're living um, in in the presence of an oppressor is that you must awaken the the identity in them that identifies with the love of God Mm -hmm. and identifies with being a child of God Mm -hmm. because one who has that has um i forget the word he uses but it's almost like a courage that cannot be explained where you are able to walk through and maneuver throughout life almost as if you are unharmed that Mm -hmm. is not an excuse for people who are oppressive Mm -hmm. that is not an excuse Mm -hmm. for oppressors but it is a way for oppressed people to navigate oppression when you can tap into your identity which is being loved by god and being his child. Yeah. So that's yeah. been really impactful for me. No, I think that's that's really good. I think you summarized. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you summarized the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean it it's it's true and like I think I I knew you would like this chapter because I read it. Oh and I was gosh. like, oh babe, you're gonna like this chapter because in your own story, like you found the power in like emdr yes through therapy um to like kind of look within yourself and relinquish some of this 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 stuff that happened in the past yeah that has like impacted your body in the now yes um and how to like reverse some of that where i feel like this hits on some of that trauma that that Mm. black people experience and how it causes us to to navigate in society i think what what is one thing i have he says that in, in this one sentence, he says, the threat of violence is ever present and there is no way to determine precisely when it may come crushing down upon you. Mm. And so it's like when black people, and I mean, and, like this book, right, it's so prophetic mm-hmm. um, for its time and even now. Because like when we see black people being killed, yeah. when we see George Floyd being killed, Breonna Taylor being shot, then that's like, man, that could be me. Yeah. That person looks like me. That person the same color as me. That person has relatives like I have relatives. That person lives like in a mm. way that I live like. Mm-hmm. And that uh, causes you to live in this fear. Yeah. Right? That there's, and he's like, he talks about physical violence mm-hmm. and says like, that's why we live in fear. But then he even goes to say it's even this, um, just the violence of systems and things at play. Yeah. But this is even just a, a, a case, an example of physical violence, yeah. of police that have killed black black men and women. Mm. And it's like, that's on television, that's on our, our, uh, on our phones, and mm-hmm. we're seeing that. Mm-hmm. And that causes us to like want to live a certain way and walk oh around a certain gosh. way where now when we see police, we're kind of like, oh, uh-huh. and we can feel it in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he named some of that of like, man, and he like, he, he names the reality of it of like, man, like black people, they've had to, um, like live because of this violence and that's done, Mm -hmm. um, to, to people who are disadvantaged and oppressed, they always kind of navigate life under this kind of like fear Mm. of always like, man, what's going to happen? I got to be careful how I do this. I got to be careful how I do that. Um, keep going, my battery. Is it still recording? Good. Um, yeah, yeah. Got to do that. Hopefully, you guys can still hear us and, and see what's going on. Um, but yeah, you just you begin to navigate in fear. Um, 
because of because of what you see, what's been done to your people, and what could be done to your people, because um, the system's made an example out of out of them. Um, and so the example that he gives is going to India. And again, this book was written after his trip to India. He talks about going to India and how a um, individual told him he and his friends like, hey, like there are like snakes. Um, I can't remember. I think he said the specific snake. But I can't remember like poisonous, dangerous snake. Like cobra, there was, maybe. Ah, I don't know if he's like cobra. Okay. I can't remember. Um, but he just said some some dangerous snake that's around. They'll kind of pop up different places. Like you want to watch out for them. If you're kind, of, if you get bit by the snake, mm-hmm. it's like it's game over. And kind of really created this big threat for them and said like, if you guys are like sleeping and you got to get up to use the bathroom, like you need to have like a flashlight or show some light around to make sure you don't end up stepping on a snake or coming across this snake. Yeah. And so Howard Thurman talks about as he's hearing him say this, he's like training his body. And he's going over in his mind, like, okay, I'm going to keep a flashlight under my pillow. And he was, like, reenacting, mm. like, I'd go get the flashlight and I'd shine it on the snake. He's kind of training his body to be prepared mm. to do that if he has to go up and use the bathroom when mm-hmm. he sleeps. So his body just naturally does it without even, like, thinking about it. Yeah. And he says, like, that's how the disadvantage and that's how, how mm-hmm. people in the margins navigate society living in fear is yes. that they just naturally, without even thinking about it, navigate the world and their society in yep. a way that like um, prevents violence from happening to them. Yeah. Um, and I think I think this is this is a thing for, for black people, but I also think it's a big thing for. Ah, dad, nab it. So sorry we had to cut it short, but good news is for as low as $5 a month, you can join our Patreon community and get the rest of the content in full on there. Go to my website, click on Patreon, or go to patreon.com forward slash millennials in ministry. Until next time, you can get the rest on Patreon. Hey, you can get the rest on Patreon. I said you can get the rest on Patreon. Hey, you can get the rest on Patreon.